Hello, Hopeful. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. Here, we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in His world. Welcome. The book of Jude might be the most neglected book in the entirety of the New Testament. And, uh, hey, greetings from uh, the Danube River in a town in... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> somewhere in Germany. We drove down from Prague today, and uh, this is the honeymoon edition of the Daily Audio Bible here. But we're going to do this every single day because that's what we do here, because we need spiritual food as much or more than we need physical food. So remember that James or Jude is the half-brother of, or, of Jesus and the brother of James. And neither James nor Jude became believers, so to speak, until after the resurrection. Well, so here is Jude writing to this church that both needs some instruction and some encouragement. And it's a pretty, it's got a pretty harsh tone in in certain contexts. And probably because of that, and the fact that Jude cites non-biblical sources, uh, it is probably one of the reasons why people stay away from it. Now, we're not going to do a hardcore study. We're going to just read the thing. But it's useful for us to remember that Jude's message is one that we and our congregants or our peers need, right? Arrogant, licentious influencers in the church then are still in the church now. They still pose a threat. And in this case, the context was using grace as an excuse for undermining biblical standards of sexuality. Now, the big question on the table is how does Jude then instruct the church when troubled by these godless influencers? Well, we're going to read this short little book. It ends with my favorite doxology in the whole Bible. And uh, we'll just close with prayer and call call her a day. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who are the called, loved by God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Dear friends, although I was eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I found it necessary to write, appealing to you, to contend for the faith that was delivered to the saints once for all. For some people who were designated for this judgment long ago, have come in by stealth. They are ungodly, turning the grace of our God into sensuality and denying Jesus Christ, our only Master and Lord. Now I want to remind you, although you came to know all these things once and for all, that Jesus saved a people out of Egypt and later destroyed those who didn't believe, and the angels who did not keep their own position but abandoned their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains in deep darkness for the judgment on the great day. Likewise, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns committed sexual immorality and perversions, and they serve as an example by undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. In the same way, these people, relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and slander glorious ones. Yet when Michael the archangel was disputing with the devil in an argument about Moses' body, he did not dare utter a slanderous condemnation against him, but said, 
the Lord rebuke you. I'm going to pause for a second. So that right there, my friends, is an example of him referring to something that, uh, and honestly, I'm operating out of memory. I don't remember if he was referring to Esdras. There was like first and second Esdras or first and second Enoch, but there was like extra biblical literature that he's being referring to. But what's one of the takeaways that we can take from right? Right? Here's, he's talking about Michael was disputing with the devil in an argument. But Michael did not dare utter a slanderous condemnation against him, but said, the Lord rebuke you. That's a lesson for us right there. We'll continue. But these people blaspheme anything they do not understand. And what they do understand by instinct, like irrational animals, by these things they are destroyed. (laughs) Woe to them. For they have gone the way of Cain, plunged into Balaam's error for profit, and have perished in Korah's rebellion. These people are dangerous reefs at your love feasts as they eat with you without reverence. They are shepherds who look only after themselves. They are waterless clouds carried along by winds, trees in late autumn, fruitless, twice dead and uprooted. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shameful deeds, wandering stars for whom the blackness of darkness is reserved forever. And it was about these that Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied, saying, Look, the Lord comes with tens of thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly concerning all their ungodly acts that they have done in an ungodly way and concerning all the harsh things ungodly sinners have said against him. These people are discontented grumblers, living according to their desires. Their mouths utter arrogant words, flattering people for their own advantage. But you, but you, dear friends, dear friends, remember what was predicted by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They told you, in the end time, there will be scoffers living according to their own ungodly desires. These people create divisions and are worldly, not having the Holy Spirit. But you, dear friends, as you build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting expectantly for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life. Have mercy on those who waver. Save others by snatching them from the fire. Have mercy on others, but with fear, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. And that is the 25 verses of the book of Jude. I'll just make one comment and we'll pray out. Notice that Jude doesn't, he identifies himself as the brother of James, but he doesn't identify himself as the brother of Jesus. How does he refer to Jesus? He refers to him as the Lord, right? The Lord Jesus Christ, meaning Christ, not his last name, Christ being another title, Messiah. He's offering his brother the highest of reverences 
And I think in a way, uh, not saying I'm not even going to put myself on the same plane <laughs> as this guy who, even though he, he was my brother. So anyway, what's the whole point? He instructs the church when troubled by godless influencers in its midst to beware of them and to contend for the faith by merciful, mercifully ministering to one another and trusting God to keep his people. Right? My friends, when professing Christians cheapen grace and say that anything goes, the church must keep the faith and trust God to keep his people faithful. Lord God, I just uh, thank you for a moment of spiritual food from some place that's a long ways from home. And Lord, I just pray that you will use this today to sink it deep in our hearts, to give us a bit of vigilance to contend for the faith. In Jesus' name, I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.